0: Castrol is a film podcast filled with dubious opinions, plot spoilers, and a healthy sprinkling of bad language. Thanks for listening. Hello, everyone. Nick here. Just a quick uh, note to say that this is part two of our epic Rebel Moon: A Child of Fire review, deep dive, waffly waffledge. Um, so, if you haven't checked out part one yet, go and do that first, and then come on back. Come on back here to part two, and we look forward to seeing you here. Thank you. Bye. Take a much love movie and still win. Add a pinch of nonsense For a
1: flavour that will last Garnish it with fun Film facts and food for the soul It's a tasty, yummy, silly fun Movie cast-a-roll Cast-a-roll We're halfway through the film before. Right, so they go. We're moving along Yes And on the way Kai takes them to additional warriors The first one is Tarek Who is a beast tamer And who at some point, I can't remember when, you learn he's, like, a former royal, like a prince. I'm guessing it's, like, inferred, or may even be said, that his, like, planet was destroyed by the Imperium. But he hates the Imperium. Um, They get to the planet. He's in chains to this kind of guy, who you're meant to think is, like, an asshole. But Tarek kind of says, like, no, I owe him, like, loads of money, so I'm, like, working off my debt. Yeah. And so you're like... And he's okay." okay about that. So, like... But I think it's Tarek's meant to be a
2: man of honour, right? Yeah. He's a, I will stick by, if well, I've got Tar- Tarek's essentially Anakin Skywalker from episode one. Right. Yeah. I, I because guess. Anakin Skywalker is indebted to the fucking blue guy whose name, I can't remember, and then does the phrase, stunning <laughs> to win wins freedom? Okay. Annie! <laughs> yeah, whatever, his name is fuck whatever his name yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's Tarek, he's, he's just a... American's yeah, he's, he's a bit
1: like a slave. I mean, he's, he's basically like sort of Native American one with the sort of the earth and the beasts
2: and...
0: Big Tarzan vibes. Yeah, Tarzan Big, vibes. Like, so he's played
2: by... He's played but by he's... a man but goes by the name of Stas Nair.
0: Right, incredibly striking physical presence, right? Mm. And his piercing blue eyes, I think, like really, really unique looking gentleman. looks amazing for this role.
1: Did you realise he was a blacksmith? Yeah, well, yeah, because he's, very, kind of, he's hitting he's, some metal, isn't he? He's it? hitting yeah. some metal, right?
0: Yeah. So he's blacksmith, the part blacksmith, to bond part, with part beast
1: tamer, part prince. Do you remember that old All game um, where you had that character called Tarok? Yeah, Turok, the dinosaur hunter. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. The dinosaur, yeah. Hunter.
1: Yeah, the, yeah, the dinosaur yeah. hunter. It's basically him, right? <laughs> it's basically Turok. <laughs> yeah. the Turok the is the dinosaur hunter, hunter but it's Tarek. <laughs> the, gr- the griff hanged table Sick game yeah um, right who's who's got him that's me Way, hey, come on then Jimmy Back with me. let's hear some recasting with love because in all fairness you love this film and it, it and I feel like we're 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 doing you're a to dicks of... that's what we are doing yeah. you're being dicks.
2: Yeah. <laughs> unnecessarily we're just keeping it real so yeah Tarak played by Stars. now I think he's gonna be a very interesting character in the future <laughs> so I'll let it not go, This it doesn't do much yes, in this Yes, I am... You can, can, stop, you can be a dick about it all you want. I am letting things go because I'm looking at the bigger picture of this film. I am seeing this, as it is intended, two parts of one film.
1: Okay. Can
2: I just throw in? I am not seeing this as two separate films. I am looking at this as two parts... Of one film. I... What, what would you prefer this to have been? I've been? Would you have rather he had released this as a grindhouse, <laughs> essentially, where he let release all as one with a fucking break in the middle? Yeah. Know what I mean, <laughs> no, yeah. you would know, have it. I, I.
0: I think it's. You know. But it's like you You're. You. It's like you're accepting the fact that this first part of this film has been written the way that it is. It's like you're accepting, like, well, that couldn't possibly have been changed. It is what it is. The plot is what it is, guys. We have to accept it and work around it. And that's, that's not true. This was written and paced a certain way. And can I just say... And like, I see
2: nothing wrong with it. But, but, I see no reason to complain about the way it's this like, to take you back to,
1: like, the film that you mentioned, I hate to say this, but, like, to take you back to Lord of the Rings, like, the middle film, you meet Theoden from Rohan, okay? Now his most, the biggest part he has is in the third film where he like leads this big charge and he does epic things. No, this is um, played by um, Bernard... Uh, Bernard Harding, I, th- I can't remember his name, but no, it's the King. Okay, uh, Clara uh, Bands okay. his like nephew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you, he has this big thing in the third film where he leads this charge. He tries to uh, kill the Wraith King, and he gets killed, and it's tragic. Okay, but in the film that he's introduced, he has story arc. You learn that worm tongue has been like, you know, controlling him. He breaks out of that. He then learns to lead his men. He learns like redemption. He has all this stuff to set up what is then we care about in the third film. It's not like in the middle film we just go like, there's the king over there. In the next film, he's going to do you know, something respectful,
2: it, Respectfully, Sam, you have just used an example from a film that is twice the fucking length of this film. It's not. The, it's not. It, it, it's still three hours long. Yeah, all right. Well,
1: this, this is, two, a hours 15, longer, then. This is two hours 15. This is two hours 15. I would have coped with another half hour if I'd got some kind of character development. I'm going to just throw this out there
0: with a little prediction. I'm going to predict the second part of this film... Doesn't necessarily deliver all of the big, big, big character arc payoffs that you're yeah. assuming. Of course, it's would.
2: not. I'm imagining a lot of things. I'm I, admittedly, I'm imagining a lot of what I, you know, I'm just guessing, Tom head, what I think is going to happen with a lot of these characters, which is why I've enjoyed the film. Because I've been introduced to the characters, I've gone, oh, this is probably what this This might lead to this. That's why I've enjoyed it. Because I've looked, I'm able to take each character, each little segment, and gone, Oh okay this is this character okay they, this is probably where this might lead and I, that's why I've enjoyed it because I've looked at the bigger picture i mean i'm, I'm not get, i'm me- not putting it in a box and going this is the i'm going with well, this is a two part first part of a monster epic film this is where this character i think might lead and that's why i've enjoyed everything a lot of these characters i'm not boxing it off and being fucking poncy about it all i am going <laughs> this is Ooh. the for not a great setup to what is hopefully going to be a really really good finale i do you know what
1: i don't even disagree mm. with you mm. i just think it's very weird to have a, one whole film as a setup that you throw away like that's what i find weird but just I to say it, here, i
2: don't think this is all going to be thrown away
1: just to say uh Theoden's played by bernard hill oh,
2: just want goodness. to get
1: that in there i I'm,
2: i do not think all this is throw away
0: Could I just throw in an example of a film where arguably the first film is about gathering the band of heroes? Um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Right? The first film is a film about gathering the Guardians. And we're introduced to each of them with a little bit of backstory, some humour, some fun, and we get to know them. But I I enjoyed that film, not saying it's a masterpiece, but at the end of it, I felt like things have happened with each of the characters i tell you what certainly happened in that film, which does not happen in Rebel Moon, is that we see an awful lot of interaction between the characters that yeah, are being gathered. Yeah, yeah. We see the banter develop between... Um, rocket and like yeah right yeah we see relationships forming oh they're not going to like each other there's arguments forming there that's going to be
1: funny to see how it pans out like he's obviously just in it for himself he's not actually just like that's the thing like all these characters are just like yeah I'll help you I hate the Imperium next and you're like Like,
0: give me one example once Nemesis has been collected of an interaction she has post her collection scene with another character in this film Give me one thing because that Taryn does. One. Give me one yeah. thing that's gonna be fucking does. loads of
2: it in the next film. <laughs> Again, you're t- you can take the piss, right? <laughs> you really can, but you don't need it in this film. You do. It's not you- required. No, it's not. Because by no, the it's second not. film, we're well, going to each, sit- each little section, each character's getting their shine. So you can now go. Okay, that's what this character is gonna be about. I'm now going to... look don't get You don't, you you don't do, know
1: about the character.
2: All you know... You know enough about the character. You, sh- you can see what they are going to bring to the group. You do not, you do not need a massive backstory for every I character.
1: Need, I think you need motivation.
2: Their motivation is they hate the Imperium.
0: Right, anyway. anyway right, Tarek, we'll never tab. get through this. Come on, everyone. Come on. So, so, Tarek is there. Tarek is paying off a debt to the kind of farmer beastmaster guy. Yeah. He says that I pay my debts. I'm a man of honour. And then the group, which is
2: that sage, is Cora, is Gunnar, and Kai. And they make a bet with the at the same time. If he can tame your beast that you clearly can't fucking tame. You no, know, the beastmaster
0: says that, right? He says, here's the deal then. Yeah. If Tarek can tame the beast. I'll let him free. If not,
2: you're all in chains.
0: Right. And everyone's like, yeah, sounds good. Because they say to Sarah, can you tame someone says, can you tame the beast? And he's like, I can tame this beast. He's like, Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, right. I'll go do it. And then he, to be fair to him, he does go and tame the beast. Because you like, can
2: tell he is a gentle
0: salt. Because he t- he's like has a moment, like a griffin whisperer moment with the yeah. beast, where he's like, talks to it quietly. Hey, we're both we're both from the same kind of place. Yeah. We- You've had hardship, I've had hardship, and he touches the beak and the the creature's yeah. eyes widen. So there's a connection forming there. And then he jumps on the back of it. And then there's this cool scene where he's flying through the rocks. Which
2: is a cool scene. It's a, I'll tell it's... you why I enjoy this scene. because It's basically just ripped straight from Harry Potter. Yeah. And I fucking, you know what I mean? I'm not going to, I am not going to knock down a fail a scene that's just ripped straight from yeah. Harry Potter. And you've got Hagrid saying like, marvellous creatures there.
1: <laughs> and then the, the, their you're, Malfoy you're tries, tries to get on again, it. Again, and it you're, bites you're,
2: you're skipping over details with this, Griffith. He's not just walked up and touched him. He's walked in and gone, told the blokes, <laughs> drop your chains he's instilling a trust between him and the creature. Yeah. You
1: know yeah. I mean, he's not yeah. just,
2: he's not just, he's not walking and going, bosh, he's gone, you, drop your chains. And yeah. he talks in another just... language. Is it an actual language? or?
0: Oh, I think apparently it's a cross between Portuguese and something else, which are two, two languages that he, the actor knows. And he kind of mixed them, which is really cool. Yeah, interesting. There you go. Oh, an really alien
1: language right there. Exactly. I would have been much for better that. That's better.
0: Yeah. That's better.
1: And then it cuts back it, so he finishes the, the alien <laughs> language. He's like, there you are there, Griff Houghton.
2: You're coming. Get yeah, your back now. i get going fly you. Yeah.
1: James so,
0: is
2: really not happy with us right now. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not Jeff. happy with this, all this Irish. It's unnecessary. Uh, that's what they, someone should have said to Charlie Houghton. So whilst this is
0: the first scene that we have, because this is like the first proper collection scene. They've already yeah. got Kai, but Kai approached them. This is the first collection scene. And when he's riding the griffon, whatever this beast is, is it Benu, a Benu, possibly? Um, this is the first scene where that's going on right so the, the character being collected gets their cool scene and whilst that's going on we have to pan back to the rest of the crew who are like watching there's a lot of there's a Ooh. lot of pan back we so like
2: oh,
0: oh there he is so he eventually appears he tames the beast he lands back down um, it's like super cool and then inexplicably, right, so he's paid his debt, he's, he's released out of his chains, he boards the ship. As he's boarding the ship, the Beastmaster guy is like, oh, I'm going to fucking ride this griffin myself now. Gets on, the griffin throws him down and kills him. And then Tarek is like, looks back and goes like, that a girl. Like, he's glad that that happened. Which is just really inexplicable to me. Like, yeah. the whole thing he was meant to do was tame the beast. He's an
1: honourable man, I'll tame the beast for you so you can ride him. Well, That's actually, the deal. technically... He didn't say he'd tame it. The bet was, can he ride him? Oh, okay.
0: No, I thought
2: he
1: said break him. If you no, can break he him, didn't. he well, didn't.
2: The, the Beastmaster did say break him. And by and that is, I believe, a terminology used with cowboys. It, it is. It is. To, that's how they break stallions. To, break, to in. get in a wild, a wild stallion. It's, to, it's, to, it's, to, it's get on them. To right? break them in is to get on them, ride them, and, ease, and you know get them used to a rider. I, I just
0: felt it was really odd to so go through all that. There's no, there's no need at that point for the Griffin to have killed the farmer.
2: That doesn't really give us Because the anything. Griffin knows that this farmer's a horrible person. But is the
1: farmer a really horrible?
2: Well, person? I think he is. I mean, he's not. It,
1: there's he's nothing fa- to don't... tell us that he is. Like, to, there's Rudy nothing to deck. tell us that he is. Do you know what I said? Do you know what I think would have been more interesting? Again, like, there's a lot of this stuff. But say the farmer had got on. Say the Griffin thing had taken off and had flown, flying, and the farmer had fallen. And Tarek had been like, oh, I said someone could ride him, but I never said you would be able to ride him. That one. Like something like that. Something like, I've made the beast able to be flown, but you're not worthy to fly the beast or something like that. That completes that little arc. Yeah. But it, it, there's, just, there's all these moments where someone has gone like, oh, we want to see that bird kill someone. And it's like, okay. It's just a bit, it's a bit strange. Anyway, who's got, got Tarek? So? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> you, <suspect. laughs> Who, you got it. Yeah, you go, go.
2: Fuck hell. Zach <laughs> Zac Efron. <laughs> oh God. Okay. <laughs> 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 this is, is going to be better. I know. I know you laugh, <laughs> but I, oh think you do, I think you're actually now giving a lot of discredit to Zac Efron and the role <laughs> and the roles that he the roles <laughs> That's that he exactly has. Said it. Maybe you yeah, do cast- you want to say like, I'm just fucking fed up with you taking the piss. Maybe you should have <laughs> cast Zendaya, because there's a link there as
1: well. There is a and, link there as well. And this is the greatest showman oh. beast tamer there is. <laughs> i I'm not saying that's necessarily the worst casting ever. I think he's got the physicality for it. Um, I, it, it do you know what? It's just out of left field. It's it's really- just is- How much of that decision was six-pack related?
2: Yeah, not, not much. Okay. okay. What did you base it on then? It's- Looks a bit like him. I just think he, I just think he could do the role well. I think, I think he deserves a bit more credit, a lot more credit. He is. I think he's great. I think he's you know, awesome. You think of where he was back in the fucking Disney Channel days to where he is now. He's come on leaps and bounds. The roles he's taken on, I think some of them are pretty decent. You know, like he's has getting plaudits from his role in Iron 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 Fist, Iron whatever it's called, Iron Claw, Iron Fist, Iron Iron,
1: Iron things. Iron, yeah, Claw. Iron Claw.
2: Yeah, you know, I think they're even talk. I think there's even small talks of him. Being up for some for awards and stuff. So, you know, he's, he's come on, leaps and bounds. And I think he deserves a bit of credit. So pop him
1: in his To be fair, he's 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 really good. He's a not brilliant actor. Shit. And and actually, I might destroy any credit I've got. A little bit of a guilty pleasure. I don't mind the high school musical films. Like, <laughs> they are terrible, but like He's unbelievably
0: cute. talented. I'm yeah. just I'm just
1: I don't <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I could buy him like Doing like half Portuguese, half another language, kind of. I don't know. Do you know what? I i, I think. I think we are giving discredit here because I think he he has got acting chops. I do think he's the physicality. I think he's got like the chiselled body that would work well for it. I could see him with a long mane of black hair. Yeah. Well, he's got a long mane in
2: in, in, the, late, the, in the latest yeah. one. Yeah.
1: yeah, he's playing one of the Von Eriks, Yeah. Um, yeah I mean great it's, it's like Efron's in just Zach I can, I can imagine him singing and dancing doing <laughs> okay so yeah so now now although this although this recasting is, is is taking a long time we can now be fucking quick with it because the story from this point on does just go boom 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 because as they're getting back on the ship Kai's like oh I I know someone else as well and like She's like Cora's like, all right, in for a penny, let's in for a pound. Let's
0: crack go. on, yeah. Crap on. Oh, there's a bit. Is there a bit more Cora backstory at this point? I think uh, when there's, they're no, there's probably
1: another. There's more Cora backstory when they've got Nemesis,
0: right? So let's just bash on to Nemesis so because they it go cut another... super quick. It cuts super... They're in a lift going down to with this mining the person. World. Yeah, Nemesis is on the she's lift. With she's the already there. So fuck knows when they've met her or anything? Yeah,
1: and they go down, and she goes in, and this, and basically this giant spider lady. Um, comes down and she's got a child. You get more backstory about the spider fucking lady <laughs> than you do about these people that they're taking. So the spider lady, and she's it's really interesting, actually. She's got this child, this human child, and the mother's outside crying and Nemesis like, you need to give the child back. And she's like, why should I? Like, the humans came to my planet, the the smoke and the fumes. Like, I can't give birth anymore. My eggs don't hatch. Like, yeah. I've lost all my children. Like, I'm going to make, like... like I I want my justice and Nemesis is like there's a difference between justice and revenge and she's like if I can't have children then the humans that destroyed me shouldn't and you're like fucking hell I care about this spider fucking no, I was thinking at that point Uh, it's time for some slow-mo oh time for some (laughs) slow-mo
0: so there's a really cool fight scene there's
2: not a lot of slow-mo in this fucking fight there's so much
0: slow motion in this fight there is there's so much slow motion in no, this fight. No, there's not. When right. she
2: slides under the point yeah, there's some slow but there's not a lot of slow mo in this fight. Oh, so, for anyone
1: doesn't know, I'm a video editor, and so I'm not going <coughs> to slag off editors, right? But this was edited by um, Dobby Dom? <laughs> Sounds like you are. <laughs> <slag Dom. off. laughs> Sorry. This
2: Sounds like you're from... just immediately going to just take the piss know, out of them. I don't
1: know what else has done, but he's edited It's like he's found the fucking speed ramp button. Because every time she swings a sword, it's like, weehoo! <laughs> and it's just like, fucking hell. And like, you can see in this scene, this is what everyone's going on about, and I know it's a bit depressing, but like, she's got these glowing red plasma swords, and you're like, okay, so this is a rejected Star Wars script. Yeah. They were gonna be lightsabers. Like,
0: Which, just- interestingly, right, she's, <clears throat> she has swords that she can tune into lava swords, right? Super cool, super powerful. It's during the fight what she needed to do in order to be able to beat the spider lady. But it's about three quarters of the fight in before she's like, I'll pop these bad boys on now. Yeah. Maybe
1: them maybe maybe she was giving the spider lady a chance to stop. Okay. Like she didn't because after just cut a couple of your legs once off. She, yeah, once she kills the Spider Lady, you know, they're all like, Wow, that was such a cool fight and she's like, No, nothing cool about it. Like that person didn't need to start that spider didn't And you're like, Okay, <clears throat> fair enough. Yeah. Um right. so Nemesis basically like a bit kind of like all the Asian tropes like sort of space samurai space type, samurai yeah. yeah pretty cool um, cool so, hat She so you got a cool hat yeah very cool hat Nemesis is played by um,
2: Bay Duna uh,
1: yeah that person um, <laughs> who uh, I think I've seen her in things but I'm not 100% sure
2: I also thought I'd seen her in things and, had to, and I don't think I have I think I, she's one of those that I think you think you've seen her in things, but yeah. then you actually realise it's probably one of the other many talented Asian actresses out there.
1: Yeah, no, I've, I've ah, she
0: was in Cloud Atlas.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Who would have been? What's the name of the character that's in the fast food restaurant? Who's the first? Like she's like a draw, a, yeah, a clone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, i playing it
1: quite easily. Anyway. So we get this scene and then basically she kills the spider and then she's like, what, what did you want again? And they're like, <laughs> I, literally, she says that. She's like, what do you want? And they're like, we're, we're going against the Imperium. And she's like, I'm in. Like, that's it. And you find out later that her children were killed and stuff. But like, fair enough. But so who's got her for recasting?
2: It's me again. It's you again. Right, right, let's go. Nemesis. Nemesis. Played Una, Really well performed. She's now going to be played by... Another kick-ass female by the name of Karen Fukuhara, who, if you don't know, is currently in The Boys. Jay oh, sick.
1: yes. Okay. 100%, that's a great casting.
2: That was the first name that came... That, that was the easiest of my recastings. Nice. As soon as I saw that character, and I knew... I, and I, We'd done a little thing, and I got that... And that was one of the game I went... That's, that's, that's it. They're the only name. That's, that's, that's a great casting. I've
1: got nothing to say about that. She's... She's brilliant. She's, you, you can buy her. She's, she's, she's great in, in the boys. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that's I think that's great. She's yeah. got that like
2: slight frame,
1: so you might like discount her. I think she, I think Nemesis is supposed to be like a cyborg. She gets metal hands, hands yeah, well, I, right? Yeah, well, that's,
2: yeah. that's, that's where the, the blades get their power is from her gloves. From a metal. Because if hand, it, it wasn't, because you actually look when she's powered up, her gloves are glowing as well. So that's I where the power is gloves, from. though. I think there are. Arms.
1: I think she's... Well, that's where the power is coming from, anyway.
2: It's coming from, whether it's a glove or her arms, that's where she's getting the power from. So I agree.
1: I think she's a really cool character. And I I think, like, one of my problems with it is, I'm like, she's really cool, she's got a good look to her, she's got cool weapons, she's, like, sympathetic to this thing. Like, you've got a glimpse there of an interesting character. And I think if they, like, just had less and spent a bit more time on her, I think that would have been really interesting I want to know more yeah which maybe we'll learn more in the next film I bloody hope we do right okay so we've now got Nemesis and so they're like okay we've picked up Tarek we've picked up Nemesis another example during that fight where all the fighting's happening and it cuts back to
0: the crew so far who are like flinching like ooh ooh because that's all really we get from the crew as they're being assembled that's all we get from
2: the other members of the crew yeah Are those And you keep taking the piss (laughs) about that, but what would you have them doing whilst all these other people are being showcased? Like what? They are the the main point of those scenes are the people that are being showcased. What would you have those people doing in the background?
1: For example, for example, they could find these characters in situations they need to rescue them from, or they need to help them with, or they need to prove a reason for them to be with them. They, it doesn't just it's like basically these characters are auditioning for them that's the problem they just get there and they watch them do something cool and they're like
2: yeah do you want to join us and like
1: and it's not just, even do you oh, the imperialist. Re- if you say that you have got to rescue Back these
2: characters here. i think that immediately makes all these other characters weak uh, because yeah. you're because you're basically saying these characters need rescuing by cora and bitch boy gunner you're you know, that's, you're instantly just lowering the, these but characters. Can I can I just say that you you've contradicted
1: yourself a bit in this? In that when I said, oh, maybe they should have followed um, Private Aris and he should have been something to help defend the village. You're like Aris doesn't care about this
2: village. Why do any of these other characters care about the village? They're not going. They weren't being. They were. Go, they, they were. They were being picked up to go for it just now seems it's just consequence. I, I don't think they mentioned
0: because most of the time, it's they, like they we were coming the along,
2: They were coming along to find the rebels, the blood axes. That's 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 where this was going. It's now just so happens that they are back at the village. I don't think the whole, the goal was for them to all to come back to the village. It yeah, was to well, find, they, they it was. They specifically said to go to find Titus, go to find the rebels, and then once they got the when they got the rebels, they come up. But they don't go back with the, the rebels. Fuck off.
1: No, but they, they say to Tarek and to Nemesis, are you going to come and help defend our village from the Empire?
0: Before they all get betrayed, they're heading back to the village
1: before Kai says, can we do just do
0: a slash drop-off yeah. of merch that I've got? They're going to the village. The whole point is assembling this crew
2: to go to defend the village. But then I, don't, well, that's not, I don't think I'm contradicting myself. Because they get, what they've done is they've gone to get more people to help defend the village. Yeah, no,
1: agreed. But you said earlier on, like... Um, that, that Aris wouldn't go on this journey because he doesn't care about the village. He only yeah, cares about doesn't. Sam. Yeah, but none of these other people care. At yeah, least he only he, cares about Sam. But, okay, there is one reason there. That's one more than Tarek or
2: Nemesis have to do this. No, they're, they're, they're doing it to stop the Imperium. But Aris also know I come, wants to do Which they know this. are coming back. But Aris also. But Aris is better served back at the village with Sam. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm not saying he's not necessarily. I'm just saying his motivation <laughs> is stronger, which is fine. But he's ne- he's needed back at the village. Stay there, not leave village.
1: Fine, not leave village. We're now we now get to the planet of oh my god where do we get to the planet there's <laughs> a planet is it titus now it's titus okay and i saw a brilliant review where they were like they now go to the planet of gladiator to find one of the old cast <laughs> and that's exactly what they do they go to this planet with a Colosseum and they find
0: we don't see any cool the, the one time where i was like i'm up for a bit of slow-mo fighting now <laughs> yeah. was the was the massive gladiator auditorium like
2: <laughs> you we hear don't all the see cool it inside it
1: Anyway, the general Titus is played by Jumon Honsu. And, you know, a uh, brilliant cast in. Like, he's brilliant. You find him, he's a drunk outside the the, the fighting pits. So you don't see him fight. You don't see him do anything cool.
0: He's got a very kind of Roman look going on, he isn't he, he? In his he outfit yeah. and
1: stuff. And it's yeah very stylized. Um, cool. And he's, he's fine in this. He's great. You learn that he's... Oh, sorry. I should just say that between... Uh, there's a little bit more exposition and, and flashback. Once they've got Nemesis... Um, Cora then reveals that after she was like this amazing general and did all this fighting, she was recognized by the the nobility and by her father figure, this Belisarius, and she was given the protection of the princess. She was like the elite guard bodyguard of the princess. Mm. So that's where you're like, okay, so she is in the right place at the right time or whatever. And she was put there by Belisarius. <clears throat> mm. So it's all, it was all leading up to the fact that probably Belisarius ordered her or you know, coerced her to kill the royals to give him access to power. I right. think that's where it's leading It's to. set up quite nicely for that, isn't it? Yeah. So, mm. you learn that bit so what you're
2: saying there, Sam, is you're looking at the bigger picture.
1: Well, I'm inferring stuff from it. I'm basically trying to find a more interesting story from this. <laughs> because they haven't <laughs> given us anything.
2: Um, because they are allowing you to do so (laughs) they are allowing you with this by not holding your hand and telling you this is where this is going they are allowing you to go this might be where it goes do you know what that's where the enjoyment is with this I'll give
1: you that that's where I am
2: finding my enjoyment is I'm allowing myself to look ahead and think for myself rather than have them tell me this is where we're going with this (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> all right, man, all right. Come on. Calm down. We've got to get through this Right, wait. Jimon Honsu, playing General Titus. He was a general, um, and he turned against the Imperium. He got his whole army killed because, um, I think he says, like he ended up surrendering. I'm guessing because they said, like, all your men will go free if you surrender. So we did, and they killed everyone. We never quite find out. We don't quite know. I'm guessing. Um, and so he gets, like, shaved, cleaned up. And again, he's like, I'm not joining your crew. And you're like, oh, this is different. Uh, he's like, I'm not joining a crew. And then Cora's like, yeah, but you could get retribution. He's like, oh, no, I can. He's like, well, what about just some revenge? And he's like, oh, all right. Yeah, I will. Juma <laughs> Honsu's very good. But I went to someone else who I think it needed to be like an older character, someone a bit grizzled. And I have to say, I did I did dip into the well of, of Rogue One for this. Did you? Yeah, because I went for Forrest Whitaker. Oh, nice. Yeah. Now, he's yeah. a really good character. I like it. He's, he's really good. I feel like he was actually a bit shortchanged in... In Rogue One. Mm, I yeah. felt like he was meant to be this sort of big, interesting thing and then, like, just n- nothing. He kind of yeah. just just kind of stood there as an explosion killed him. <laughs> and I was <laughs> like, all right. Um, so, yeah, I think he'd be good for this. He would give, like, gravitas to it. He would feel, like, broken, but could then come back and be a very strong character. Mm. Yeah, I like that. I think he's a great actor.
0: Would, I think it's another one where they're not involved in a ton of action at this stage are they apart from the end scene Mm. where they shoot some guns and stuff um so i think physically that's that's absolutely still works he's got that kind of power of presence where you could think like this was a really powerful general and stuff yeah like
1: it okay so they've now like got all their crew now they go to um this planet which has had um which I can't even remember how they, they find out the blood axes are there.
0: So, someone knows, don't they? Maybe it's Titus, or maybe it's Kai. Someone tells them that they've been hanging out under the protection of King Leviticus on planet something. It's
2: yeah, Basically shit. Uh, basically Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> yeah, it does look a bit like shit. It's
1: just basically Jar Jar Binks. Um, and so they go. Well, there. Why are you
0: okay with this, though? You keep revealing all of these things that, are like, that's a direct pull from Harry Potter. That's fucking. Because there's nothing
2: wrong with pulling from things. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, there's nothing wrong with taking parts from f- things at
1: inspiration, all. Inspiration, yes. Direct pulls. Yeah. This isn't. This isn't. Too much. This isn't
2: inspiration. This is fucking
1: tracing paper, mate. This <laughs> is like.
2: <laughs> and I don't see anything wrong with it. If you're taking good things, I'd see no wrong and you in you going, go make do your own thing with it
1: yeah okay it's a buffet it's a smorgasbord so they go to this planet um, and they find the blood axes no problem no problem there no issue just find the blood axes oh yeah the king comes out and you, if
0: someone comes out and says no here's the king
1: yeah yeah it's the king they've been thinking about it and they'll see
0: they'll see you soon yeah they'll be with you soon alright the core is like alright thanks and then they're king. there
1: and then they pop down <laughs> and they're there they're oh they're flying. in now the you're right flying. They are there for they're they there coming yeah. down now they're, they're like we're, we're prepared to wait for the other oh, there. <laughs> So um, then you get these two blood axes, which is um, the brother and the sister. Yes. You got Darian the brother, and yes. what's the woman called? Devra. 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 Devra and Darian. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so Devra, we think. So basically, Darian agrees to help them. Devra a bit more kind of reluctant, but we think she's going to be in the next film more. So we haven't recast her. in Well, this her
2: one. she her whole motive now is to help. Is to avenge brother.
1: Well, we spoilers. Spoilers, spoilers. Spoilers, but yes. Um, so in this, we've only recast um, Darian Bloodaxe, who's played by Ray Fisher. Now, who's got Bloodaxe? I've got Bloodaxe. You've got Bloodaxe. Because I, yeah, no, I had Bloodaxe and Diggin actually. That wasn't no, a swapsie for me. No, no
0: swapsies. Yeah, I've, I I, hadn't seen um, Ray Fisher in much. I think he's been in some of the Marvel films and stuff. He's a cyborg, possibly. Oh, is he cyborg, is he? Yeah, nice,
1: okay. Oh, yeah, one of
0: those things, I think, but... He was actually one of the characters. Initially, I saw them almost like another kind of trope, like the rebels, they've got cool face paint. And then he started delivering um, some of his dialogue, and I really liked his delivery. I thought he spoke in a really cool, unique way. I really enjoyed his character. And actually, to the point where I was kind of like struggling (laughs) struggling to cast kind of a like for like, in a way. So what I've done instead is trying to introduce a little bit of what I feel like this film, other than a soul, is lacking, and that is a little bit of humour.
1: Nice.
0: Uh, and visually, someone that, just in the first instance seeing this character, kind of like the dreadlock hair, with braids kind of flinging around in the sci-fi setting, is someone that I thought of from a series that is very close to my heart. Um, so I'm casting Darian Bloodaxe as Craig Charles,
1: Oh fuck yeah! Who
0: you may remember as Lester from Red Dwarf. Yes, <laughs> oh,
1: I <laughs>
2: love that. Absolutely not. You cannot <laughs> that's, that's throw that. a comedy character in this. Yeah, you can. <laughs> no, you cannot. No, you can. This, he, won't, he won't be doing comedy. He's not meant to be a comedy character. So you cannot be throwing in a comedy actor. Oh,
1: but everyone's so like flat
2: like, in this does, film, it James. Does it makes makes so sense.
1: straight because you've got you've got all these bland bastards They're and then boring. you've got somebody that's a bit interesting a bit funny and then he dies and you're
2: like oh but he's not a bit funny but he could he, be no, he, he we're need not to. talking about real people <laughs> he doesn't need to be he's he gets in he goes he only he, he does he, he comes he goes which one of you are joining me he gets his, he gets some of his people along the right. rest of them go off with his sister but and you're, I, you're kind of saying this you're this, is, always... this is a military man you do not need lester or f- whatever <laughs> from fucking red dwarf I just you think do. you need
1: something different. We're talking about a fucking casserole here. It's not just full of carrots. You need different things, different flavours. Craig Charles You've, would not work. You, you, have know? Got, you have got the grizzled kind of guy in Kai. You've got the grizzled kind of guy in Tarek. You've got the quiet, grizzled kind of woman in Nemesis. Grizzled and now you don't need. You've got a grizzled Titus. You don't need another grizzled guy. Everyone's so grizzled. They're all, it's all like of it's
2: grizzled it's characters. Dull. So They're boring. all grizzled
0: for a reason. Know, do you know why I think it would would be really cool as well? Yeah. Would would be because even like these rebels, right? Are really kind of cool, aren't they? They're really stylized. They've yeah. got their cool. Face pain, like everyone's Ooh. like, oh my god, they're such cool fucking rebels, man. Whereas I think if they would led, if one part of, and maybe I'd really enjoy recasting the sister of acts as well, but I thought if Craig Charles was leading them, he and the rebels would all be like a little bit more kind of like a bit greasy and a bit more like, do you know what I mean? They'd be a little bit of scruffier and a bit like, why
2: fucking rebel? would
0: be a bit more piratey. That and would that, to me, sounded like yeah. it'd be really fun.
2: You've just completely taken the piss with the film with that. No, space pirates are cool, man. You, you don't need someone like Craig Charles to, doing all this shit on the film. I think it'd be a much-needed injection know, of levity. I think tea. that right there just shows you're not, you haven't taken the film seriously. <laughs> and that Lakers you've not are... taken it seriously. I think you've taken because it too, you've too seriously. Because you've just gone, uh, fuck it, Craig Charles. <laughs> no,
1: I think, right, okay, hang on, hang on. <laughs> Craig Charles has done some, like, proper roles, okay? He's not just done Red Dwarf. And I think what you're, what you're failing to realise is like he actually, he's only got a tiny amount of this film. He dies straight away. Yeah. And he dies so quickly, you don't care. You've even admitted you don't care about his death.
2: No, because the deaths are not there to. I mean, the I mean, the deaths are plot points. Are not, they're not They're not there to care about. They're, they're, it's even Sindri's death, you don't care about it because it's a plot point. <laughs> okay, what are you talking <laughs> <It's> about? <brutal. laughs> What are you talking about?
0: I can I don't understand. I don't understand how you're defending this film whilst at the same time saying, "But that part of the film isn't there to be, known understood or no. It's just a plot point.
1: What do you think a plot point is for in a film? The, the like, fact that you've just said it as a plot point means the film has failed to make you care in any way. It's like
0: everything is there as. It's like most other films are there to be endured. Like, all of the plot and the dialogue is there to be, oh, it's a slog to be endured. Whereas you literally said about this film,
2: I loved it, it's absolutely breezing by. It's so, yeah, like... it's breezing by because I'm enjoying the film. But what are you enjoying about it? What's, what are you not enjoying about it? Well, okay. we feel like we covered it like I feel like we covered it like. I don't think you have, because you've even said yourself, oh, I think I'm the middle man, there's some good things in this. Yeah, but none of them are story... Like this would But there be is clearly a story. What the fact that to sit there and say there is no story is an outright fucking lie. It's not. It is excuse. complete waffle okay. to turn around and say there is no story. There because is a, there is a there, story. There is it a may story. not be the best story. I'm not claiming it to be the best story. But to say there is no story is waffle.
1: Okay, there is a story. Okay. There's a story of there's a big bad going to kill a village. And so they get some people to defend it. Fine. What more do you want? There is a story.
2: What more do you want? For no, what a... is
1: clearly the first half of a monster epic. But what you're talking about is a plot, not a story. There is a plot there. There is a... And there, there is, is also a... a story. No, because a story is why people are doing things. The The peaks, the troughs, the drama, the intrigue. You've said that you didn't like... Um, gladiator because you didn't buy any emotion from Marcus And Gilles. also it was boring as fuck. Yeah, this film
2: has got no emotion from anyone at any point. I mean, I disagree. Who? I think I think has got emotion when he's, when he's with his little hippogriff. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, there's some of these show an emotion that I like, said, you do not need all this exposition and stuff of all these little characters right now.
0: But do you not find it interesting that the, the the scene you chose to, as an example of where this film has emotion uh, where in a film that's meant to be about a really emotive subject of people banding together to save people in need the scene that you chose as the identifier of the emotion in this film
2: was one little a example man like too, speaking to, yeah, a, you asked me <laughs> to you asked me to pick an example I picked a fucking example Yeah, but, there is a story in this film if you're choosing to not see it that I'm sorry is your problem. I am see. I am choosing to see a bigger picture because I know what this film is. Okay.
1: All right. Look. Okay. So Indeed. so they've now collected everyone. They've collected the blood axes. Kai now says, "I'm going to betray you." No. Um. He now he now says, "Okay. I actually. I think you're amazing. I'm going to. Uh, he's like decided. Like he's not just going to take you on the journey." <laughs> He's going to join them and defend the village with them. Yeah. Cora, you kind of get the sense that Cora's kind of got a bit of a thing There's a him. bit of flotation bit going of flotation on there. I wouldn't have them with Tommy Lee Jones, but I'm fine with that. No, but you could have had more of the father figure thing, yes. thing there. Taken over from Sin. Which I think is of, better. Exactly. Because it's worse when he betrays. Yes. Um... So Kai then says, I'm going to help you. Um, I've just got to, like, drop off this cargo because otherwise, like, these people are going to, like, come after me and cut my bollocks off. Yeah. So um, And he's, like, leaving his life. He's meant to be saying, yeah. like,
0: I'm going to leave my life
1: as a thief yeah. behind. And so they, they, come here they get to this planet, and it's even called, like, Unregistered Port. It's <laughs> like, that's it. They've given up even trying to name places by now. Uh, they get to this planet, and Kai's like, unload... All of the crates.
0: I think it's called like Garvador or something, but the location
1: yeah. on it is like yeah, yeah, unregistered port. Yeah, yeah, Garvador. Um, and so they take off these crates, and the same bounty hunters are there <laughs> that took the person at the start. The aliens. No one port. High looking aliens, right? Yeah.
2: We are the orcs.
1: Yeah. Anyway, um and so they they take the crates off, and then suddenly Noble is there. And he's revealed and it's all bait and switch and the crates open up and there are these weird kind of restraint leg things, things. spine things. And all the characters get caught. And Kai's like, I was actually a bounty hunter all along. Bait and switch, Noble comes along. And you actually get some character exposition here. It's not organically done, but they tell you what the characters are.
0: This was, for me, one of the best scenes. Yeah. But I just wanted to have cared so much more at that point. Yeah about the, the characters but yeah. it, at least we did cram in at that point like some there was some feeling for me like I was and I could enjoy like um, I think maybe arguably because who who dies then
1: um, Blood ha- Axe eventually Blood Axe eventually and then Kai and Kai dies yeah do Kai... we actually
2: ever see Kai die
1: yeah he gets shot in the head with a bolt
2: does he I think you... Gunnar
1: yeah Gunnar does he, it goes under his so, chin so this is a stupid thing as well these, like, spine robot things, you put a gun in the back by someone's neck, and you, like, you can fire a bolt in the back of their head, which, like... as a spinal cord. Yeah, and so it, like, incapacitates them so that they can then, their brain can be, like, like, looked for information or whatever. Yeah. But this same thing, if you turn it to the left, unlocks the whole thing. <laughs> so Kai's, like, gunner, put the gun in there and kill Cora. Or, or like, paralyze Cora. Like, I know you love her, but you're going to do it because you're a little bitch. And Gunnar's like, actually, I'm just going to turn it to the right, release her, and put a bolt in your head. Yes. And so it does that. So everything breaks free. Can I just rewind a little bit, though? One of the advantages this film could have had by, like, setting up all these characters on sort of like an E-level e, uh, footing. Yeah. Is you haven't really got a hierarchy there. No. And I think if you'd had them all in restraint crates, and then Noble had just come up and, say, like, shot Nemesis in the head or something. Yeah. And killed one of them off. Yeah. You'd been like, oh fuck, anyone could die at any point. Like yes. that's crazy. Like you've set her up, you think she's gonna be something and there's such wasted opportunity there. Like that could have actually been a, a plot point to make it a bit more interesting. It's like what Game
0: of Thrones did so well, wasn't yeah, it? Was right. really develop characters that you care about and not be afraid to be like
1: boom. Yeah, they're they're dead. Them yeah. So basically, all these people escape, and um, Noble's ship is there—not the big ship, but like his like mini ship yeah. is there. It uh, blows up some of the like rebel fighters, and it starts like shooting the bridge that they're on. There and this sort of big floating blows up the bridge, little ships. yeah, yeah. And it uh, kicks it off. Darian Bloodaxe um, runs along. Craig Charles goes, now, yeah, it's Craig the image Charles is great now, isn't it? Craig Charles runs along, <laughs> James and he's very really like, upset about because that's you're not
2: long. taking it seriously. He's flying I, through Queen the Grave Charles is just the most nick choice you could throw out there. He could have chosen Michael Sarah.
1: Um That in, might have been a that would have been a better choice. <laughs> <laughs> Either. Um he runs along and he jumps up and he, he sort of puts like this spear down through the pilot's glass, killing the pilot. It's no, not like the pilot, is it? He doesn't He's like kill in a, the pilot. The he misses port. the pilot completely. Well, he the does pi- it first. Because
2: yeah. the, the pilot shoots him. Yeah, he doesn't kill true. the pilot until he manages to reach in and fucking... That's true. He crashes no, the plane.
0: He no, he first, the pilot shoots him. Then, even being shot, he stabs the pilot. Yeah, he does like a second stabbing. Then, with his dying fall, <laughs> he leans in and he pushes the control. Which, apparently, controls the entire ship. I thought he was just one of the gunner dudes. Because yeah. that's what he was trying to get. But, apparently, if he pushes... Like the old school
1: PC controller that yeah. moves the whole ship as well, which crashes. It's very yeah. So the whole ship crashes. You can imagine flying through the air just saying <laughs> just like... <laughs> Yeah, I think, again, I think Jim might really actually kill us. us. I, think, I think he might actually kill us. <laughs> I
0: mean, and at this point, the slow motion is. It does. Make... Yeah, when he's jumping in, but like there's so much. Yeah. There's so much slow motion that it's, it loses all of its impact at that point. Because I'm like, it becomes. Um, laborious, I'm like, oh, here we fucking go again. Do you know
1: why I've just realised why slow mo works so badly in this film and so well in 300? Mm. Is because in 300, where you've got, like, the sword swing and the throwing them over and the stuff like that, you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. In this, slowing it down just makes all the shots missing more egregious. Mm. Like, I know, in my mind, I know they're moving quickly, so they're missing them with the shots. Yeah. But because they're slow, all the shots, its just looks like they're going, pew, pew, and like I've missing them by miles. Directions. Like, it's just a bit... Anyway. It just sucks the life out of so many of the scenes. So, I think. So you're then left with just Noble and Cora on this kind of uh, sort of floating boy thing, yep. hovering, and they have a fight.
0: Yeah. And there's nothing Probably much to it. Probably one of the better fights of yeah. all of it, uh, it's, I think, a, it's a
1: good fight, like, but it's... A bit brutal. it's it's not really back and forth. Mm. She just.
2: She just kicks his ass. She just kicks his ass. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah, because you kind of feel like that's what he deserves. like an elite soldier.
1: Yeah. And she, for all intents and purposes, kills him, throws him off. Anyway, so then the main cast then leave on the ship to go back towards the v- v- Vilt, 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 that fucking. Do we we get, what do we
0: get next? Do we get they're all riding the horsey no. things?
1: No. No? We get Noble being right. picked up. Right. By the forces of the Imperium. And he gets plugged in... Yeah. By the... Mechanicus. Yeah, by the Well, I've actually
2: got a theory on dress. them. Oh, Because I actually think they're going to have some kind of relation with Jimmy. Because they are robots. Yeah, so... we haven't They are. They that are... They've they, they got the same lights as, as Jimmy. Yeah. So I actually think there is going to be some something there where there is going to be another robotic force that we haven't seen yet that's going to come down with the Imperium and Jimmy is going to be like, what the fuck are you doing? Nice. nice. You're, you're, you're fighting with me. I'm. You know, I am.
0: you <clears throat> might be like king of the robots I, or something. You
2: know, I, I am the. You know, I am the princess of protector. For example, if your theory to be true, that's true. You stand. You will stand by me. You will stand mm. by your royalty,
0: and then. Just to say, at this point, when we we know that he's being plugged in because he's got like these suction points on him, we well, missed in earlier miss scene we where... when he's
2: getting sucked off by some kind of octopus. <laughs> yeah, I have no, no idea what I have no idea what that is. <laughs>
1: I think that's probably one for the Zack Snyder cut. You know?
2: I just, I, it must be, because I have no idea what that was about. Yeah, so there's a scene about.
1: where Noble's sort of an alien thing is, like, caressing him. and
0: Yeah, even before that, he's plugging in those tentacles or things into it. It's almost like he's taking bong hits or something. It's like yeah. a drug. Or well, it's like, le- it's almost like, ah.
2: like There's leeches, isn't it, essentially? Yeah. Unless it's just something that's like, that he needs to help keep healthy, I don't fucking know, but...
0: But we should forgive it
2: because I'm sure we'll find out and we can fill in our yeah. own information as to what okay. that's all about. We'll find out about the snake thing later. I'm just going with the accept... Yeah, I'm just willing to accept he was just getting sucked off by an octopus. <laughs>
0: and that's okay. And that's okay. And he's so, having, he
2: was having a good time, so.
1: so... Noble's brought back to life. He has an out-of-body experience where he's, uh, he goes back and he sees this Belisarius, who is the, the sort of the big, big, bad... The region ...who basically the says, empire. do you know what? Go and kill all these people. Bring Cora back alive because I want to crucify her on the street, on the you know steps of the Senate to like show everyone that we've killed the arch like traitor, or whatever. Like I think they they talk about it there, yeah. or they've killed. And if and if you
2: don't, it'll be your head that exactly. I'll I, be your head uh, that I set an example with.
1: Yeah, and he's then sent back, and he is <clears> now alive. So he's going to be you know coming back in the next film. You then cut to the farm planet and the surviving cast members. Uh, are like riding on these horses with wooden masks across the field, and you see in the final thing as they're approaching the village, you see this Jimmy robot with this big antler horns. Oh yeah, what's going thing. on
2: there? Is Don't that me. a reference to the King? Leviticus dude. Okay, so that I is think I think. I, actually, I actually looked that up because I was like, "What the fuck's happening?" Yeah, that's 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 that's, that's Snyder cut. There's actually <laughs> there's actually a whole arc for Jimmy yeah. oh? in the Snyder cut that explores him. In the woods. Oh. So can I I want want that.
1: So that's the film in essence. We've taken a long time and and I know that we want to wrap this up and I know that we want to kind of do our pieces.
0: Why didn't they just land the ship at the farm?
1: (laughs) Okay, so that's where we're left then. The the heroes, the group of warriors are returning to the village. We see Jimmy with these antler horns. Um, like you say, maybe in the Zack Snyder cut we'll see something interesting. Um but that's the film. I feel like you've kind of got like how we all feel about this. Um, But let's do, let's first of all just do a quick review of who we've recast. Yeah. And then we'll go into our final thoughts on the film, okay? Okay. So um, the first person we meet is Cora, and that was you, Jimmy. Who's now going to be Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. We then meet Gunnar, which I (laughs) think is Nick? Yeah, that's Tom Holland. Nice. We then meet um, Sindri, who is the sort of village father, who is now Vigo Mortensen. Nice. We then meet um, uh, Admiral Atticus Noble, who I've gone with, um, Owen Rian, who is Ramsey Bolton from Game of Thrones. What a baddie. Uh, we then uh, go to the port and we meet Kai. Yeah, who is now Tommy Lee Jones.
2: Happy I one. like that one. That's a good one. Um,
1: Kai then takes us on a journey and he, we meet Tarek, our first warrior. Who, way out of their field, is now Zach Efron. Um, from that, we then go and we see Nemesis. Who is now Karen Fukuhara. Which is really good from the boys. Um, we then finally get to General Titus, who was played by Juman Honsu, but I've gone with Forrest Whitaker. Nice. Then we go and we find our final casting and we get the Blood Axes and the brother of the Blood Axes. And now we just
2: take the piss, apparently. Well, I know, I think,
1: so Darian Blood Axe, played by Ray Fisher, Nick, you've gone with...
0: Is now Craig Jones.
1: Which I know on the surface seems silly, but he has done serious roles and I think he would lend something different to the other characters, like a little bit of
0: because we are also kind of reimagining what this film could be with our casting choices, right? It's not just like it has to be
1: yeah.
0: the exact same film, the exact same dialogue, just with a different actor. Because otherwise, why are we even bothering? It's like, well, it would what that. This... Di- it
2: would be the same dialogue. We're not changing the dialogue with the film, with the cast, are we? Okay. We're just recasting the roles. <laughs> We're not rewriting the film. Okay. So, that being said, um, I think we should
1: all give our sort of final thoughts on it. Now, I'd like to leave Jimmy to last because I think we should end on a positive note. Okay. And I think we should let him say his piece without us coming back at it. Okay. So um, if it's all right with you, Nick, I'd like to start. Please do. So I've got two things here. I've got like a little insight and a theory about it. And then I've got a few things I would change that I think could make this a bit more interesting. So first of all, my theory about it, my first theory that you've kind of seen is I think that Sam the water girl at the village is either the princess that... Cora has kind of um, saved and not assassinated and brought with her, or she's in some way sort of um, a reincarnation or the spirit kind of moved on to her. And Jimmy kind of sees that and that's what sort of awakens him to to actually take up arms and fight again. Mm. Um, And I think that could be something that could be explored.
2: Is it possible she's another child and not the princess? Possibly. Because we don't know... Yet, what the time difference is from Cora abandoning to coming into the village? Do we? No, we don't. So it could be feasible that this girl is actually the princess's child. So it's an heir to the throne instead. Uh, maybe. I don't
1: think it would be that big a deal because you see Cora as quite a, like, you know, at least sort of twenties, and the child is like sort of maybe ten or something. Yeah, but
2: we don't know how old Cora is now.
1: No, but she's not like say forty years older. She's no. not old enough. No, it's not for...
2: fact, but she could be ten, fifteen years older. She. It could have been something
1: that. It could have been something that actually that child you see could have been a sister, or there could have been two of them, yeah. or you know, there's all that stuff. But I think that's going to be something coming.
2: I, I and I like your theory, and I think that if that's not the one they go with, I'm going to be annoyed because I like your theory.
1: So having said all of that, I think we're missing the point. We've talked about the fact that these films are Seven Samurai and. Um, you know, Magnificent Seven and all that in space. But actually, I think this is the Arthurian legend. Mm. Because Cora's actual name in this is Arthalaeus. Yeah. They refer to the princess as the Grail. Right. The Jimmy, the robot with these big antler horns could be the Green Knight. Mm. You have got yes. a lot of these Arthurian legend kind of knights of the round table coming together defending the innocents. Yeah. So
2: which one of the knights of the realm is an absolute bitch? Gunner. Well, gunner. Yeah. Gunner. yeah. yeah. So, but that, we, we, so which one does he portray? Well, that would probably
1: be, um, um, what's his name? Not Galadriel. Um, <laughs> Lancelot? <laughs> no, Lancelot you think is probably um, Nemesis. Nemesis. Lancelot was amazing with yeah. swords, the best fighter there is there. Gunner's um, Merlin. Gunner's probably, um, <laughs> um, what's his name? Do um, you know what? Just give me a second. I will look up the Knights of the Round Table because there is um, a character that fits with him Percival. So Percival was a knight that was devoted to the Grail but just didn't like fighting much. He was like, you know, he was kind of a bit more of a pacifist. Mm. Um, that kind of fits then. Yeah, you've got, you know, Mordred, who is like the, the evil one. And that, I think, is like Atticus Noble. You know, right. You've know, got that kind of like... So I think it's it's kind of like the Arthurian legend. Mm, that's
0: interesting. I guess, if nothing else, that is another term of reference that this film
1: has incorporated. Yeah, exactly. Which, you know, is giving it a plus. It's something interesting. But, but that is something that
2: allows... Which you have done by opening your... By... Allowing yourself to interpret something rather yeah. than having it handheld, you've gone. No, no, no. It's either going to be. I think it's this, or it could be at this. At no
1: point do I want a film to hold my hand. I just, at some point, want it to give me something that I care about. They could have done all of this, but given us a bit more. Now, I've got like a couple of changes that I think would make this film infinitely better, and I've kind of hinted at it. But my first one that's bigger, I wouldn't have killed Sindri right at the beginning. I would have like crippled him, right? This guy is a guy that's very physical. He wants to protect his village. I would have killed his wife and I would have crippled him and left him a broken man. He then could have had a story arc. He could have been the one that was left back at the village that kind of showed that he still had worth and that ultimately would make a difference, even though he was left as like something nothing by noble. I think it would have been much more interesting to leave Gunner behind. I think Gunner should have been left behind as somebody that, like, was actually a little bit more shitty. He has to regain the trust He has to regain the trust. He has to have redemption. Mm. He stays there. I would have had the core people going off, as I've sort of said. I would have had Cora. I would have had um, Jimmy. And I would have had private... um, Aris mm. as the first three to go off. And now, no, not Sindri. Sindri right. was he would be critical. He'd be stayed back. Yeah. Right. And I would have I would have maybe had Gunnar then still go along, but I would have I would have had him much more of a like a broken person mm. for like not n- like not wanting to kind of live up to what he's done, like yeah. like, you know. Um yeah, and so you yeah. would have had four people there as a court. Now you can say what you want about like um, you know, um Aris not wanting to go, or Jimmy not wanting to go, but all that could have been done by, like, Sam the water girl being like, you have to go, I don't want my village, the people I care about, the only home I've known to be destroyed, like, please go, help. Mm -hmm. And they would have gone off, and they would have worried about her back home, but they would have been there, you could have had interesting, like, you've already set up those characters, so Mm -hmm. you've, you've done the groundwork, so then little interactions between them really build on that. Yeah, I like that. I,
0: mean, I would have also then had like, during, if we're going back to the village, which, which was so needed throughout this film, we need to go back to remind us yeah. what we're fighting for and why we care about it. I think it, during that point, maybe the rest of the villages were like, oh, they're not coming back. Da, 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 da. And there was a motivation for maybe Sam and is it Eris? You said the prime? Yeah, Eris to maybe venture off themselves yeah, and maybe they would go off to the, the bigger town and stuff they would get into some scrapes they'd really develop you know there's like a love arc going there mm-hmm. maybe they bump into Jimmy da 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 but there's like so much more you could have done
1: mm-hmm. like you said with what they've left and actually that's a good point like Aris could have maybe remained and like maybe like he works with Sindri you know Sindri obviously distrusts him he's come from off world he's like you know whatever but Sindri is now crippled He's, like, in a chair. He can't physically do anything. So Aris and him start working together to prepare the village, to, like, prepare, like, redoubts, to prepare, like, defences. You know, Sam's there. We learn a bit more about her, a little bit more about Aris, a little bit more about Sindri. Jimmy, Cora, and um, Gunnar go off. Yep. And then they find Kai. That's fine. I get that. They go off. But then all they have to do is, while they're on the way to Titus and the blood axes mm. they would have only had, had to like happen to come across one other person mm. and it wouldn't have felt so much like oh we're going to go to that person they've said yes oh and I know someone else and we go to them and they've said yes <laughs> oh and then we're going to go to someone else like it wouldn't have felt so formulaic Yeah, I felt like if maybe where Titus was maybe he was like fighting in the arena, or maybe he was something. Mm. But while they were there, they saw Nemesis fighting in the arena, yeah. doing something awesome, being badass. Yeah. And as they were breaking him out, Nemesis helped them mm. and like got caught up with it and was there more organically. Yeah. I think that would have been a much stronger kind of reason for everyone being there. Yeah, that's cool. And On then with Twitter. the blood axes at the end, I I agree that maybe you Kind of go there, but I always, I always felt that it was kind of like a split thing where it's like, are you going to find Titus or are you going to find the Blood Axes? Yeah, and you could say both, <clears throat> but actually, I think it would have been stronger if they were going to find Titus, and they were like, we need to find Titus first, and then once we've got him, we will find, you know, an army for him to lead. Yeah. So the main thing was just Titus. It was just Titus they were trying to find. Uh, they, they, that was the motivation and then maybe it could be that while they were escaping and they you know did all that they were helped by the rebels like they were there and it happened it was more of like a an opportunistic like you know and then when they're helping them they're like we Why get we to know. This, we get know right? to know the rebels doing their exactly. rebellion. You get to see them doing something,
0: doing what they're meant to be doing. Yeah. So we've got their motivation, rather than like, yeah. Ew, "We're the rebels. What are you guys doing?" Oh, do you And me? I
1: and I then wouldn't have actually killed anyone off in this film. Would you because not? I think if you spent the time building the characters mm. and in this film it was all hopeful and you've got everyone together and everyone's coming back to the village and they get back and you see a bit of the interaction and they're prepared and they kind of, the last scene, rather than just Jimmy Robot standing with the antlers, you see them kind of like prepared and then suddenly the last scene is the dreadnought kind of. Mm. back in the sky. You need a Boromir, though, don't you? Cuts. You need a Boromir. Exactly, right? That yeah. point. So you do, you, I think there needs to be a death. I don't Same think there gym. does in this one.
2: Mm.
1: Because I think then the deaths can happen. Because then the deaths have meaning. Yeah. They are dying for the cause. They're dying where they've chosen to lay their lives down.
0: Jim, what's your thoughts?
1: On what? <laughs> I, th-
2: I, I thought I wasn't rebuttling on there, so I thought no, we no, Yeah. Have a rebut- do you
1: think those would have been
2: interesting changes? Yes, some of them make absolutely zero sense. And Which ones make no sense? Well, for example, Sam and Eris, they are not going to go off on their own. It, w- it would be an unnecessary thing for them to leave that village. I mean, on their know. own, it would be completely unnecessary. Did Sam didn't go. say that. I was, that was, yeah. yeah, well, I'm, that's, I'm just saying that okay. it's completely <laughs> unnecessary. I think Sindri getting crippled, yes. Okay, but then you said, oh, you'd have a nice little arc. No, you wouldn't because his part ends when they leave the village you're not going to get anything more with him
1: ah you see his arc would be I would have him being the person that kills Noble because he but that's not
2: going to happen until the second second film is it no I agree I agree an
1: arc can go over two films but I'm saying at this point no arc has even begun at this point you're going from flatline to something
2: and that's why I've told I'm disagreeing with you completely on every part well, I mean... That's because, great. like I said, we have got every one of these characters. Their arcs have begun. They have joined up with Korra to fight the Imperium and we are going to get that culminating in the second part. Okay. And I'm hopeful that we are going to know why Tarak ended where he was and we're going to end up why Nemesis is doing what she's doing. Because they, that that's when they're going to have the time to give us a bit more on that. This is the setup to all. This is Act One, essentially a big Act One. That's what this. Is. That's what I viewed this as. Big Act One for Acts Two and Three, which are in April. This to is be a. Fair, ma- this is a. Ma- this is a huge four or five-hour film that's been split in part in, in half.
1: If if Film Two has lots of scenes of people standing around discussing and getting to know each other, great. I mean, that's going to be good. But that's going to. That's be arguably what you spend the first film doing. Yeah, but you don't actually, do you? You don't
0: actually learn anything about anyone. Not no, but that's kind of what you should spend the you first film but yeah, doing, yeah. So but, that there's payoff in the second film. Yeah, but,
2: but they can do all that when they're back at the village, preparing it for war. They can learn a bit, you know. They can discuss, oh, what, you know, why, why did you choose to come to me? What, you know, what made you come with me? Yeah, you know, blah 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 blah. Excellent. Oh, I, you know, I hate, you know, this, this character did this, this to my, you know, the the appearance this to my village. This, you know, they did this to my mum. They did this to my daughter, you know you can do all that just a little chat when they're preparing the village for war. They did not need to happen at each individual scene where you are just giving each character a little bit of shine to go Nemesis, this is what she can offer. Tarak, this is what he can Mm -hmm. offer. Because you know we forget there is a big forest by by the thing. Tarak is gonna command a shitload of animals. Oh fuck yeah! I, you know I will put my money on him having a, a force of animals because you know I've, all, you know, I like say, I've already read up on the snowdrop Cut and there is some more exploring of Jimmy after he runs off into the forest and he spends time with the animals. So we know, I know there are animals near this village. You can bet your ass Tacks getting involved in that.
0: Well, they've already got the horsey things, as well, haven't they? Got the you know I mean, you can bet your ass he's getting
2: involved in that, and that's that's where he that's where he is gonna that's that, that's gonna be his role. And you've been shown that with its ability to command the Hippogriff, which is definitely not called a Hippogriff, but I <laughs> can't remember bit. what it's fucking called. So I'm calling it a Hippogriff, because it basically is. You know, Nemesis, she's clearly going to be a, a massive fighter, and she is probably going to, her role is probably going to be train up the villagers. I think you know, I think that's where her she's going to be coming. Her role is going to be to make sure the villagers are prepared for battle. Uh, actually,
1: I think she'll be a, a, a sort of a lone gun. I think Titus will train up the villagers see I
2: think Titus is going to take on the role of second commander of the rebels I think he's going to be leading those rebels that follow blood and then when they come with Deborah I think he's going to be deemed as like the leader of the rebels
0: with we're, Deborah we're going to have to do episode two
2: yeah of course we have to do part two oh.
1: right. but do you know what hopefully right Jimmy uh, sorry Nick what's your uh, take
0: if you for me this film like I said was was well is a mess Um, it's very much style over substance it looks great in places um, but I just feel like it's a jumbled, incoherent rushed, complicated sci-fi, lazy mess I'm really sorry Jim, I know you liked it and I'm not trying to hate on that Um, for me this was like a candy floss film looks great, looks like it's going to taste amazing, does taste great initially and then ultimately leaves you unsatisfied and unfulfilled doesn't have any substance to it. In fact, I'd go further than that and I'd say this is like glitter cheese-flavoured candy floss. It's got like so much visually that's crammed into it. It's kind of an assault on the senses, but there's no, again and again, there's no substance to back up what's happening. And so much of this feels inconsequential because there's very, very little that develops between the characters. What I would do... (laughs) for this to be a better film don't hate me for this right number one i think that um i would have the moon that the village is based on part of a number of moons surrounding this one planet and i'd have each of the, the little character arcs set on a different moon and rather than just traveling by ship like it feels so kind of like Fast travel, doesn't it? and I yeah. think that's what takes away a lot of the feel of like these being this being an interconnected world. Every place they go to feels so utterly separate and isolated. Is that I'd maybe have each of the moons of this planet kind of collect connected by like a, a warp gate or something? Mm. So like that's the way that they end up traveling between them. But and this one not, moon, and that
2: doesn't feel like fast travel. <laughs> and that <laughs> doesn't feel like a little warp gate. That doesn't feel like fast travel. But a but, ship. That's fast travel,
0: but that's because it literally is. That's because that literally that is literally a plot point to explain traveling between places quickly, as opposed to being on a ship that would arguably take months to get to the next planet.
1: Yeah, I think I think that the problem is that if you're going to introduce a ship, we should have had some scenes of them on the ship talking to each other. There's like one bit of Cora backstory, and that's it. Yeah. Even even before that
0: bit of Cora backstory, she walks past Nemesis, and she's like, All right. And that's it. Like you could have had a conversation there. But it doesn't happen. Anyway, so that's that's the way I'd frame it, is around travelling between the room, the, the moons, because then this one moon is like the rebel moon. That works for me. But anyway, what kept <laughs> blowing my mind was they were tracking these people down and being like, do you wanna we got a farm that needs saving from oh, from the from the Imperium? Yeah, oh yeah, come on, I don't like the Imperium. Whereas presumably the Imperium are out there. Destroying planets right entire planets killing entire civilizations, so arguably there's probably going to be other cases for people in need, so I think it would be really enjoyable if every, every time they got to someone just as they were about to get them, they get beaten to it by another ragtag group of adventurers who were there like well our um, our orphanage is about to be destroyed, or our planets about to be destroyed like, <laughs> You not come with us though, we've got a farm that needs protected. Well, I just promise to them that they've got a planet that needs protected. How, how many people on your farm? About fifty. This planet's got five billion, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go and help them. So that each time, like the person they had in mind is not there, and they have to end up settling for like, oh nemesis is gone, but there's this Lady that fights with, like, a couple of
2: fish. <laughs>
0: so, <laughs> so In the end, they, do, so they get so what really racked So What you're now saying
2: is, I'm, I'm going to take this film and just make it nonsense. <laughs> so you, 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 all your complaints about this film, you're just going to double down and go, oh, we're just now going to make complete fucking nonsense and absolute garbage.
0: No, I'm, being, I'm being a bit facetious, but what I'm trying to say is, suddenly you've got a film that's injected with soul, and heart is
2: because fish lady is full of soul <laughs> isn't she that is definitely a character with a soul because suddenly it becomes about
0: finding the everyday heroes or the people that are the unsung heroes or the people that aren't the flashy invulnerable do you know what I mean unbelievable warriors it's about like settling for what you've got because that's what being a rebel is about and that's do you know what I mean and suddenly mm-hmm. that's a much better film for me i would watch that
1: yeah, I think you've hit kind of a nail on the head there in the fact that you do see in some of these scenes this like, um, dreadnought ship, like, like the one, that planet where the, the rebels were. Um, and the king, he's obviously got armies and forces and fleets of ships, right? And they just, and the dreadnought just the completely blows the planet to pieces. How are seven people gonna like, 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 with with things like Seven Samurai and stuff, it was like a small group of bandits that were just a bit better than the villagers. Yeah. And they were bullies, basically. Now, these guys are bullies, but they're, like, literally, let's say that they drop down and Atticus comes off and he's like, where's my grain? And they're like, no, we'll kill you. And they're like, oh, okay, well, like the moon's gone. So I'm interested to see how they get around the fact that that ship can just blow them out of the... Well, again, I mean, just, they'll
0: have to come up with a ridiculous plot contrivance to get all have the to get people onto, onto the, the planet. Or, or yeah, get onto the ship. In which back, case, yeah. we never
1: go back to the village anyway. Well, I think I think it'll be a, I think it'll be a true prong thing. I think they'll be defending the village from waves of attack long enough for a different force to take out the ship. Yeah, I think that's what it's going to be.
0: Maybe there'll be like one tiny weakness on the ship that if you get a, if you get a bomb in close enough,
1: Ooh, do you know yeah. what I mean? yeah maybe Tarot can fly Hippogriff up there
0: drop the bomb drop the bomb into that one little avenue down the ship corridors where you can drop that bomb into the core of the ship Exactly. have we seen that somewhere yeah be good
1: I don't think so okay Star Trek maybe nah Nah. pop it in so we've said our bits but let's leave it with Jimmy because he knew he did like the film and and after all this we've gone a bit hard in on it and there were elements that were good but ultimately I think Nick and I thought it, it could have been better and I think for us, the argument of like, well, it'll be better in the second film isn't a big enough argument. But, Jim, you go. You can have the final word on this film because you liked it. Let's I did like positive.
2: it. I thought it was an incredibly enjoyable film. Like, you know, Nick has taken the piss by me saying it, by, you know, but he likes to say that because I, I, I said it's breezed a lot. For me, that shows a film that has been enjoyable because yeah, it hasn't outstayed its welcome. It's, before you know it, you've got, fuck me, the film's ended. wasn't that enjoyable. Yeah. Where, you know, whereas if it becomes a slog, that's when it's not enjoyable. This was an enjoyable film from start to finish. I, yes, I'm using, I am giving a lot of passes because I am looking. I don't want to use this game, but I'm looking at, I'm looking at the bigger picture. I'm not boxing it in on its own. I am looking at what I think and what I'm hoping will happen in part two because I am viewing parts one and two together, not this as one. You know. I'm viewing them together as to where I think this is going to be, which is why I don't think you need all this exposition exposit- of all, every one of these characters. You don't need a massive scene detailing what they're all doing. You don't need to go back to the village all the time seeing Sam and Aris doing, God knows fucking what, probably fingering in a bike shed or something. <laughs> you, don't, <laughs> you don't need to see. <laughs> what's happening at the village you didn't need that for now you've left the village you were, the purpose of this film was who am I getting to help me come fight the Imperium I think we, you know I think we've all missed out I think at some point in the Scargiver we're going to be up on the motherland that's got to come into play at some point
1: Oh, I, I don't think so I,
2: it's going to have to wow. somewhere some somehow Cora is going to be up on the motherland I don't know how it's going to happen but she's going to be taking the fight to the general it's, it's going to happen that the end scene is going to be Cora versus um, Belisarius that is that's nailed on that's going to happen
1: I guess they could so they at could some point some
2: so some point the village is going to have been defended and then it's going to be we need to take the fight to them. that that is what's going to happen it is going to happen
1: yeah I'll accept I mean I, so I'll give you that I think when the second film comes out and maybe when I just think got... to
2: have this film poo-pooed, I think is just really unfair on the film. But,
1: okay, so let's say when both Zack Snyder cuts out, come out, and we watch both films back to back, the whole thing is pretty good. Fine. Maybe that'll be. But what do you think of just this film in isolation? Because at the moment we
2: don't have anything else. Just in isolation. I've said it. I enjoyed it. I think it gave, gave me enough to be an enjoyable film, and you're now intrigued for the second. And I, it has left me, and it has left me with enough to want to watch a second one because I want to know about Tarek. I want to know where he's come from. I want to know Nemesis. I want to know where she's come from. I want to know uh, General Tyson. I want to know why he was so downtrodden in, on his planet, and I want to know where Deborah is gone because she's—they've clearly—they can't possibly be on that planet still. No. So I want to know more about them, and I believe I will find out more about them. And I didn't need it here. And I don't think it's required here. Because, as I've said, this is one this is act One of another... which is conjoined to another part, which is coming out later on this year. I did not need all of these things that people are complaining about in this film. That is why I think a lot of people are being overly harsh on this film... And I think they're hating on it for the sake of hating on it. But
1: quite possibly. I mean, there are I, sure I think there's there a lot of
2: unwarranted there. hate on this film. Um, there is a lot of good faith hate. Absolutely. I am not in any way saying this is a perfect film. There are a lot of complaints that can be had about this film. You have detailed why you, you know, very well what you didn't like about it. Doesn't mean I agree, because I don't think it's required. Because I have taken, I have decided to look at this differently okay and that's why I'm excited for part two well I mean that
1: being said that was that was rebel moon child of fire the first one um, I think we've we've gone through it and you know you're free to make up your own mind if you have seen the film then then what do you think about what we said yeah we want to know um, if you haven't seen the film then I would suggest not have listened to this first, but um, <laughs> if you did, then then what do you think going into the film? Do you and think we're right, or wrong? Yeah, and if you haven't seen it, at least you haven't got just one
0: opinion. Mm. You've got two. Very I, think got, I think we've got
2: three very different opinions. Yeah, yeah. Because so there was not. I don't, I don't I, think we've got one. There's not two opinions on this table. There are three very yeah. different opinions.
1: I think. I think Nick thinks it missed the mark by a long way. I think, I, I think I'm more annoyed because I can see that it could have been something if a few things had been hit.
2: And I think, you know, Jim, Jim really liked it. Sim- and his... I'm simple and I, uh, and I enjoyed it. Yeah, he likes the candy you know, I, you know I'm, not, I'm not the cinema guy, as we have said a lot of times. So I'm probably a lot easier to please because I'm not looking for faults. But, you know, I will enjoy what I enjoy. And what I, what I was put in front of me, I enjoyed. And, I was, you know, and I've said why I've enjoyed it.
1: Well, there you are, guys. Are you a are you a Nick, a Sam,
2: or a Jim on this one? Well, thank you for listening. Tell us what you think of our recasting over on X at Castrol Pod. And whilst you're there, why don't you give us your suggestions on who you think you would like to have cast in the roles instead? You can find Castrol on Amazon, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcast from. Really, while you're there, don't forget to subscribe and rate us five stars and leave a review. You may also contact us via email castarollepod at gmail.com again with any suggestions films you would like us to cast a role on in the future until then it's bye from me goodbye from me and goodbye from me
0: movie castaroll castaroll